KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com. Good morning. I'm Tebby Cruz. It's Tuesday, January 10th. The Pad West Pedestrian Border Crossing in San Isidro is open. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. Don't forget an umbrella and raincoat on your way out today. More rain is headed our way. Alex Tardy is a warning coordination meteorologist with the National Weather Service in San Diego. He says the impacts of a winter storm hitting northern and central California will be felt in San Diego starting today. It's far worse to the north, but we are seeing the impacts uh, from these storms even in Southern California. We can expect sunny skies tomorrow on Thursday, but more rain is possible over the weekend. A total of $1 million in funding is now available to nonprofits to increase access to affordable early childhood education and developmental care. The funds are from the San Diego Foundation and the Dr. Seuss Foundation. The grants will go towards supporting early literacy, instructional quality improvements, and educational staff support. Nonprofits can apply through February 10th at sdfoundation.org slash grantseekers. More than 20 elementary schools in the county have been selected for the 2023 California Distinguished Schools Program. The program recognizes excellent work in one of two categories closing the achievement gap, and achieving exceptional student performance. The State Department of Education looks into multiple things to assess performance, including assessment results, absences, and suspension rates. The local honorees include Carmel Del Mar Elementary in Carmel Valley, El Camino Creek Elementary in Carlsbad, and Scripps Elementary in Scripps Ranch. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Yesterday, Customs and Border Protection opened the Pedwest Pedestrian Border Crossing for the first time in nearly three years. And KPBS reporter Gustavo Solis had a chance to speak with some of those cross-border commuters. Marlene Sepulveda really missed Pedwest, especially during the holiday shopping season when she waited as much as four hours to cross in line in Ped East, the other port of entry in San Isidro. Se extrañaba el Pedwest, definitivamente ya, ya hacíamos tres, cuatro horas de fila. She crossed the border Monday morning in record time, didn't even wait a minute. Customs and Border Protection closed Ped West in April 2020 because of the pandemic. That funneled pedestrian traffic into Ped East, the other crossing. 
Jason Wells is the CEO of the San Ysidro Chamber of Commerce. He noted the small crowds on Monday at Pet West, but says that, that will soon change. I would say within two weeks, you're almost going to have a 50-50 balance um, of crossers at both of these crossings. As of now, people can only travel one way through Pet West. The Mexico-bound lanes are still closed. Customs and Border Protection has not said when they plan to reopen those lanes. Gustavo Solis, KPBS News. Thousands of Brazilians attacked the seats of power in that country over the weekend. Many demanded that far-right ex-president Jair Bolsonaro be restored to power and newly inaugurated leftist president Luis Inácio Lula da Silva be removed. Brazilians living in San Diego tell KPBS reporter Alexander Wynn they were shocked but not surprised by what happened. Yeah, it's a sad moment for Brazilians. Roberto Rocha is a visiting economics professor at San Diego State. He says the rise of the far-right movement in South America is worrisome. Abner Sotonos is a UC San Diego PhD student from Rio de Janeiro. He focuses on Latin American history, especially Brazilian history. He hopes that the Brazilian government will act swiftly to hold the insurrectionists accountable. I hope that the uh, Supreme Court, uh, the parliament, the president and media uh, agree that we cannot have this situation again in Brazil. The attack was not unexpected. Right-wing groups have been publicizing their plans on social media. But observers say what was surprising was that it happened on the weekend when government offices were closed. Alexander Wynn, KPPS News. Governor Newsom is setting aside $100 million to support Native American tribes in buying back their ancestral lands. It's part of his 30 by 30 pledge to preserve one-third of state lands and coastal waters by 2030. But once a tribe gets their land back, how do they restore and preserve it? KQED's Izzy Bloom reports from Humboldt County, where an indigenous tribe bought back 48 acres of land earlier this year. The 48 acres of coastal property is rich with wetlands, meadows, and spruce forest. If you look at it on a map, it's an island of green surrounded by residential development. The Wiat tribe, an indigenous tribe that's lived in the Humboldt Bay region of Northern California for thousands of years, identified this site in 2015 as a high priority to reclaim, in part because of its cultural importance. The land is referred to as Merwashawak, the name of a historic Wiat village site on the property. It is the first forest land to be returned to the tribe, so I think it just it represents you know, a place where tribal citizens can finally feel comfortable practicing these cultural traditions like berry picking or mushroom hunting, you know, where they don't have to feel like they're just on public land or trespassing or, yeah, a place to be that, that they can call their own. <laughs> That's Adam Cantor, the Natural Resources Director for the Wiat Tribe. He took me on a hike through the forested property. Watch out, this is really slick pointing out Sitka spruce trees with egret and heron rookeries and hazelnut branches used by the tribe for basketry. And little uh, redwood violets that are going to get choked out by the ivy. The return of Merwashawak is the first time the state of California has funded native land back to address climate change. In July, the State Ocean Protection Council awarded the Wiat tribe $1.2 million through its Proposition 1 grant program so the tribe could buy the parcel from a private landowner. When Governor Gavin Newsom rolled out his proposal to fund native land back as part of his 30 by 30 climate pledge, 
He used this project as a poster child for the initiative. But $1 million of the grant was used just to purchase the land, leaving less than a quarter million dollars to actually restore and maintain it. Here's Adam Cantor again. There's a lot of, you know, attention towards land return right now, but, you know, if land return also isn't tied with funding for management, that kind of almost burdens and puts the, the tribes in a rough spot. And so the tribe is really hoping to be able to use 30 by 30 funds to assist with the management of this property. The tribe is also partnering with Cal Poly Humboldt, which is helping with restoration planning, improving water quality, and removing invasive species. I think higher education institutions should feel a great sense of responsibility to assisting tribes with meeting whatever goals that they have for the lands and the peoples and the projects and the things that they're developing. Because higher education institutions occupy stolen, dispossessed Indigenous lands. Kutcher Risling Baldi is the department chair and associate professor of Native American Studies at Cal Poly Humboldt. She's also the co-director of the university's partnership with the Wiat tribe. And as part of that partnership, the tribe and university are also involving students in the restoration work, including indigenous students in STEM and other students in environmental science and Native American studies. When we're able to return land, restore land, and reconnect to land, what you see are brighter futures. Uh, climate-resilient futures that really matter for the whole world. Risling Baldi hopes that tribes and higher education institutions will continue building fruitful relationships that center indigenous knowledge and practices. That was KQED's Izzy Bloom. Coming up, plans to redevelop Old California Restaurant Row in San Marcos. We'll have that story and more next, just after the break. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. The OB Pier was closed yesterday in response to stormy weather and high surf. KPBS SciTech reporter Thomas Fudge has more on the weather and what it's brought. Chuck Fisher runs the Ocean Beach Pier Cafe. He unlocks the gate to the pier to check on damage. His cafe is now closed because the public isn't allowed on the pier. Well, it's that time of the year where the waves uh, get high and they've knocked off some of the railing out there. Uh, it's not really bad, 
but there's a lot of damage out there. The storms that have visited San Diego are part of an atmospheric river. In fact, more than one, says climate scientist Julie Kalansky of the Scripps Institution of Oceanography. What we've seen recently is a series of atmospheric rivers. And so what we will often refer to them as atmospheric river families. And so it's the sequencing of atmospheric rivers in that they've been coming back to back. With respect to the iconic Ocean Beach Pier, which is old and needs replacing, Kalansky says we should keep in mind rising sea levels. That will put the pier in yet more risk in the future. Thomas Fudge, KPBS News. The need for housing is impacting small businesses in a once-popular hub for dining and entertainment. KPBS North County reporter Tanya Thorne tells us about plans to redevelop Old California Restaurant Row in San Marcos. Old California Restaurant Row was once a popular destination for North County families. But the scene looks very different these days, with lots of empty storefronts as leases expire and the spaces aren't rented out. My feeling is that the previous owners really let the place go, um, which is why a developer came through in the first place and saw an opportunity to tear it down and start fresh. Erin Harper has been with Old Cal Coffee House for 12 years. She started out as a barista and worked her way to owner. Restaurant Row got sold in 2020. Her five-year lease was supposed to be up for renewal in 2021. And there was no offer of a new lease. It kind of just rolled into month to month. Um, So that was when we figured out that their plans weren't to really, like, work with us or preserve us. At least, you know, we weren't being told anything. Then Harper found out plans were in the works to redevelop the center. Plans that don't include most of the original buildings. The new owner has teamed up with developer Lennar Holmes to build a mixed-use development that includes 202 housing units and some commercial space. The businesses being displaced are now having to rethink their long-term goals. For Harper, that means relocating and rebranding. Old California Coffee House is directly tied to Old California Restaurant Row. Um, And without Restaurant Row, to me, the name kind of just sounds like Old Coffee. She has the new name, Ascend Coffee Roasters. But she hasn't settled on a new location yet. Not too far from the coffee house, Jim Hadley, owns 55 yard line sports bar and this was going to be our retirement run it until you know real good and then when we call it quits sell take our money and and retire so now that's out the window hadley's lease will be month to month after february he has about a year and a half to figure out his next steps it's just ah, it's just defeating him to see this property in general go away We've been in this in this town for 31 years, so we've seen it grown, um, and this was the epicenter of the town, and to see it just disappear, it's sad. Hadley says he understands the town is progressing, but he doesn't think the infrastructure is set up for that growth. Our San Marcos Boulevard is terrible to drive on. Right? Um, the 78, forget about that, and it's just getting more and more. San Marcos Mayor Rebecca Jones recognizes the traffic concerns and the need for housing. She says she also talked with the developer about preserving history. Yes, we need housing. However, you know, it's important to remember that this is something that the uh, community really cherishes as far as 
the quality and the, um, you know, the history of San Marcos, because truly uh, Restaurant Row was part of what's put San Marcos on the map. She says the city expected changes for the site when it got rezoned for mixed-use development more than a decade ago. Not that it would change right away, but that it would change at some point in time. We reached out to Lenar Homes multiple times to ask about the project, especially what kind of housing is in the works. But no one from the company was available for an interview. Whatever is in those plans, Erin Harper at the Old California Coffee House says she hopes they keep some of the elements that make Restaurant Row so unique. And I'm hoping that they'll really preserve the character and what people love about Restaurant Row because like the wood beams and the tile work, like. This isn't just some run-of-the-mill, cookie-cutter um, development. This place has a lot of character, and I think we need to work to preserve that, as well as the hardworking business people here. Work is expected to start in the spring on an environmental impact report for the development. Tanya Thorne, KPBS News. Have you told us your New Year's resolutions yet? There's still time to call us up and tell us. Mine is to stress way less than I do, and it is a work in progress. You can share your 2023 goals by calling us at 619-452-0228 and leaving a voicemail. You can also visit www.kpbs.org goals and tell us there. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great Tuesday. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places.